Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. A big old fat W for your Detroit Lions. How about it? How about it? First time in 11 games? Oh, man, it feels good. And that's what we'll be covering here on Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. A recap of Week 3, the Lions 26-23 victory over the Arizona Cardinals. Let's go. We'll just keep this one going into Week 4. Keep drinking that Blue Kool-Aid. Now relax, sit back. It's time for the pod. This will be a 39-yard field goal attempt, and the kick by Matt Prater is good. And the Lions have taken a 26-23 lead, and the game is over. The Detroit Lions have ended an 11-game losing streak. This is Drinking the Blue Coolie, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl jams. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. All right, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back and we are celebrating after the Detroit Lions win their first game in 11 tries uh, in the last two years. So yes! big 26-23 win over the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. And it was an exciting game. But I'm Big Z, and we got the rest of the blue Kool-Aid crew here. So let's start uh, with you, Jay. Hey. Then we got Connor. Hey, hey. Rudd Dog. What up? And last but not least, Bob. Go Lions! Mm-hmm. So how about it, gentlemen? The Lions uh, changing the narrative after one week here a little bit uh, yes. with a 26-23 win, a fourth-quarter comeback, I believe the 35th of Matt Stafford's career, which is wow. the most since 2009 for any quarterback. Um, yeah. He, and he looked great at the end of the first and second half here. I, I want to just talk about those two drives, the first and the – let, let's start on the, the last drive there. The Lions – um, just, just really moving the ball. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> even getting over a penalty. We had our Marvin Hall 40 yard pass of the week, uh, that didn't count. But if you watch that play, man, uh, if you think Matt Stafford doesn't have it still for whatever reason, you think it's his last year. Think again. Uh, if you watch that replay, he's pedaling pretty much backwards. He doesn't have his feet set and he throws an absolute dime 50 yards down the field. Uh, yeah. yeah. TJ Lang doesn't like that call either. That holding call, I didn't. I didn't get a good look at it, but he he thought it was a bum call. Um, I didn't see that. Maybe it was quite, but it was a blessing. It let though. them run the clock down ultimately, which was yeah, nice. that's yeah. true. 
Honestly, how, yeah. how, how many of you th- were like had imagining in your head like the exact scenario where we go down, score really fast, but they get two minutes to run the clock out? I, w- I did think about that, so I wasn't yeah, too upset. But it's actually yeah. what Larry Fitzgerald did to them in the Super Bowl. He sprinted too fast to the end zone against the Steelers, and then they had all time they ran out the clock and scored yeah, and win. But our defense was working uh, yesterday, so I think. And what I thought was bit. really good in that that the hall pass failing was Stafford keeping his cool because that could easily mess you up. You know, yeah. you just had that great play and then you like flame out. But no, he just regathered himself and went on to the next play. So that yeah, was beautiful. Because the, fo- the following play was a nice uh, a look towards Hawkinson, who beat the yeah. safety down the sideline, uh, yeah. easily causing a pass interference call. That, that's what I really liked out of this offense today was using the tight ends a lot more and a lot more effectively. Jesse They're, James d- actually he is on the team. If anybody <laughs> yeah. doubted that Jesse James was no longer on the team, he is there. $20 million tight end still yeah. plays for the And he got a touchdown. Lions. <laughs> I know. I, it, it they nice. used him really effectively. It was great. I mean, he, he sh- Jesse James should have had two touchdowns. Stafford missed an easy touchdown throw yeah. on the goal uh, line. There, I, I'm still pretty harder. sure, though, that the Cardinals secondary was like sitting there like, where the hell did that guy come from? Do you like just sprout out of the ground? Who is this guy? He wasn't on film all the last two games. The last two or years, all last season. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> yeah, say. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was so the, I, I, I was gonna say the, the one thing that that hasn't happened yet that we thought was gonna be happening all the time was Patricia mixing up the game plan, which they did on on defense and offense, which was amazing. So yeah, it was. It. <laughs> Indeed, that was the most creative game planning I've seen from them yet. Especially on defense. Yeah. Tracy Walker actually played the game this week. Yeah, every snap. Yeah. Very nice to see. 100% of snaps to uh, Will Harris only had 19 snaps, I think. Nine, uh, yeah, 19% of snaps to Will Harris, which is a, just a godsend. Yeah. Just an absolute godsend. Uh, Does that uh, mean Patricia's reading the press clippings now and listening <laughs> to what people are saying or – and not only that, uh, G- Gerard Davis only played 15 snaps in this game. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Um, that was Re- very Reggie, interesting. I, I I think a lot of that had to do with um, I I guess you would say just containing Kyler Murray and Gerard Davis. Uh, especially the Cardinals love to go out of the shotgun all the time, and Gerard Davis putting him in any sort of coverage is scary. So uh, it wasn't a good matchup for him uh, in that regard, but. Man, uh, so less Will Harris, less Gerard Davis <laughs> equaled better defensive performance. I don't Amazing, think that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what took him so long on Will Harris. They were really determined <clears throat> to let that guy have every chance to fail, and he did. Yeah, yeah. And less and less Tracy- man to man too, which was big. Like yeah, a lot of zone. zone in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah almost too and big a zone some sometimes. <laughs> um, but look, yeah. let let's stay on the defensive side of the ball there because, right, like you just said, Connor, the Lions like. Had we talked about it last week, uh, no inkling of like any sort of possibility of them getting a turnover. Like it just seemed like they were just determined to give up ten yard passes after ten yard pass like easily yeah. without yeah, con- that contention. Yeah. That cushion DeAndre Hopkins was getting was ridiculous. I mean, he was getting just easy catches for ten yards or yeah. Whatever. And he I, was wonder that, us. I wonder if that's why Okuda graded out so badly on P- like PFF graded Okuda is still as one of the worst quarterbacks yeah. in the league. This I thought week. he had a good game, even despite that. I mean, it was an yeah, impactful for the game. It was an impactful yeah. game. That pick yeah. was there's awesome. Couple, there's a couple tone setters in there. That that one tackle mm-hmm. he made on, uh, I can't remember the that bubble? little flare out pass and that bubble pass, and uh, he just shot yeah. in there like a rocket and took that guy's legs out. It was a 
that was a tone setting play right there. Yes. And then the interception too. Big play. Yeah, where he cuts across the left side was, to the right. Those were elite plays. That was a great elite play. plays. It was so elite. yeah, he might have been rough all around, but man, he made some big time plays and that helped the team. He did. And if people are questioning if he has a speed, if you look at that interception, if you look at his tracking, um, I sent you guys yeah. a text in our group chat, but there's they have the spot tracking that they use in the in the stadium, and he stayed with DeAndre Hopkins that entire way. So mm-hmm. the speed is there. Um, he, I think he still has yep. some footwork and like some handwork to work on, like down the sideline there, where a veteran like Hopkins was. Uh, yeah. Got him at least that one thirty-yard pass in that game. Yeah. Can we talk about the touchdown? The, the touchdown with Kyler Murray, where he had him squared up, and he just got. Oh yeah, yeah and he got. He got I mean, knocked out of his shoes. <laughs> to to wow. be fair, Kyler Murray does that to a lot of really good NFLers. No, I know. But True, just, but he should yeah. have probably had a better shot at him. Then he at got least keep totally him inside. Good. Give Collins that chance to come from the inside to get him. Yeah, yeah that that that's a tough one though. Uh, a guy like Kyler Murray on an island trying to tackle him on an island is pretty. Kyler pretty Murray rough. is autographing that if the Cardinals win that game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, let's talk about it. Kyler Murray and throwing an interception all year, and he throws three in this game. It should have yeah. been four. Deron Harmon yeah. dropped the yeah. second one. Deron Harmon got one. Jamie yeah. Collins, uh, the, I think he, I think he's the defensive player of the game for us yeah. in this yeah, one. He's, he's the biggest impact player. Each week. Both in his pass rush and in his pass coverage. I mean, picking off. I send you guys that other stat. This is the second time in Larry Fitzgerald's career where he didn't register a receiving. Yeah, game. that was insane. Wow. That's pretty insane. That's pretty and wild. We've never yeah. been able to shut him down since we play the Cardinals every year, you know. But yeah. it's nice to finally like take him out of the equation, even if Hopkins was still feasting. And Andy Isabella yeah. was the other weapon they had. Which, uh, yeah, he toasted us too. <laughs> True. They have yeah, a lot of def- weapons on that offense. They definitely seem to be going with the route to stop the bigger plays, and it cost them some yards. But hey, it's hard to argue with the success they ended up having. Yeah, yeah. but uh, um, Jamie Collins is the highest graded defensive player in the NFL this weekend. Uh, I mean, just his pass rush and his pass coverage was elite this weekend. Showed you why we paid him um, this offseason and why maybe this is like. This is what happens when a guy, a linebacker in Patricia's system, knows the system, knows where to go, um, and has that versatility that they look for. Uh, yeah. they, I know we were, we were be blasting defense the last two weeks, and here we go praising it a little bit. Uh, but well, you, I think we're just seeing. I, mean, I think we're just finally seeing what a competent play calling would do with the talent we already had. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. wasn't perfect by any means, but we finally throwing. Uh, was it Connor sent us that meme of the. Patricia sends pressure for the first time all season. Oh, the, the Pikachu where he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a surprise Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Like gets, gets, uh, gets results. Surprise Pikachu. Like, uh, like it was so everyone else knew it, but <laughs> who would have thought hey, QB yeah. pressure would get interceptions and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how that works. QB yeah. Pressure well, in the zone coverage too. We, yeah. we said yeah. 80% zone. We were running about, uh, or 80% man. We're running about, uh, 44, mm-hmm. I think, we were, just, if I'm not mistaken, it's, this week. Yeah. That's much better. It felt like we were still getting burned zone. on uh, slant routes a lot this week, though. Oh, like yeah, crossing routes and stuff? Yeah. That one where uh, Akuda was covering somebody, I forget who it was, and he ran that crossing route, and Akuda got caught up in traffic, and the guy yeah. was wide open. You're like, how do you cover that? And it's like, I don't know. I mean, but then you see how he does it against DeAndre Hopkins. But I think that's what happens when you give him that cushion. It makes it extra hard to cover those crossing uh-huh. routes in man yeah yeah, yeah and i mean what one of our keys coming in this game was holding kyler murray uh 
rushing. He was one of the, he was the leading quarterback in rushing yards heading into this uh, weekend, and we limited him on only five carries for 29 yards, and none of those were, like, scrambles. They were all, like, designed yeah. run plays. Was anyone else kind of surprised how little they actually tried to turn to his legs? It seemed like they used it very sparingly, and even he didn't really try to use it too much to mi mix this up. My biggest yeah. fear was him, like, getting out of the pocket too often and trying to scramble around and just put the game on his legs and arm, and, like, I think that's where he really thrives. But he never think, really tried it. I think they game planned him pretty good. They, they contained him in the pocket pretty well. Uh, I think that was part of their game plan. I, I, they didn't let him run, really. I mean, maybe he could have if he really wanted to, but uh, I think they did a pretty good job keeping him in the pocket. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, think that, that, like you're talking about, UJ, with the coverages, because Cliff Kingsbury had said before that it looks like they're pretty much doing the same thing they did last year, and they totally right. mixed it up this week. And so I think Kyler yeah. Murray had some different looks that he wasn't expecting. Uh, that made him throw those in your interceptions. <laughs> and uh, right. who, I think it was Akuda or something. They were saying how, like, that guy's so small back there. We changed <laughs> up, like, the passing lanes. He's only, like, 5'6 or whatever. He's got, like, 6'5 guys in front of him, so it's hard for him to see. Yeah. They said, oh, it was uh, it was Harmon. He was saying they were expecting some of those passes to float just a little bit. So, like, his interception was, you know, flew high, and they were actually game planning for that. So that wasn't just like he happened to be in the right place on a, totally. an arid pass. They actually expected that. that. That's the kind of stuff that we've been looking for from Patricia. Like, he, all those, like, brilliant little observations he made with the Patriots that got him, like, these ridiculous, like, they forced a uh, holding penalty and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. that's the stuff we've been waiting for, his brilliant attention to detail and how to exploit it. And it, we're finally seeing it come to fruition to some extent. I wonder if uh, if it's going to stay this way. Like, do you think going forward we're going to see them shake it up on defense more, or do you think it's going to be like the Patricia of the last well, that, nine weeks uh, last year? That's what that's, that's what worries me, Connor. Um, be, like a team like the Saints, uh, Drew Brees is not like a deep ball thrower. The Cardinals relied on a lot more deep ball throws, and I think that that works in Patricia's type mm, defense yeah. more favorably, where these uh those type of teams like rely on like perfect throws type like that and Patricia kind of is like a bend don't break I still kind of see that out of that and the Saints like a lot of these intermediate routes and I feel that's what's killed us more so than any team that likes to throw deep on people like the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs didn't kill us on um deep routes last year uh it was all intermediate routes uh, with, yeah. with speed and that's what the Saints provide coming up here so it'll be really interesting to see if they stick with any sort of the zone or they, I, I, I see a lot of man coming up. So I don't Well, uh, And that was the I, thing. I, uh, Kuda was, you know, he came out late in the game. I always wondered why it was because he was exhausted. <laughs> he, he lost. He was winded. That, I thought he was injured. He just came out because he was so tired trailing these guys. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen a player come out and go tell another guy, get in for me. Like, yeah, right. He took himself out of a game. Yeah. Never, I don't think I've ever seen it before. I guess he got chewed <laughs> out for it, too. Yeah. A little yeah. Because he, he doesn't quite earn <laughs> that right to do that yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean. He's a rookie. I, he'll I'd, learn. I'd rather have him come out if he knows he ain't going to be able to, you know, keep up and put someone out there with the fresh legs. It was like a hockey thing, you know, the guy jumping over the wall, <laughs> doing the switch. Like a line change, hey, yeah. Go in for me. Yeah. Get the stick yes. taps, yeah. Yeah. And while we're while we're still focusing on the uh, defensive side of the ball, um, 
I also just wanted to mention that the Lions' uh, run defense was a lot better. Uh, there was a couple of big runs they gave up, but overall I thought it was a lot looked a lot better in this game. Having Nick Williams back was nice. He graded out decently. Um, John Penasini actually graded out decently nice. in the run defense. Uh, so yeah. not not too bad. Again, limiting Kyler Murray to 29 rush yards really nice. Ken- like- Kenyon Drake only had a four-yard average uh, per carry. Our linebackers were getting some better fits this game. They weren't getting letting themselves get taken out of the play as much as last game. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. Yeah, I mean, that could be Jared Davis not being in there. I don't know, but I think well, Nick Williams re- made a significant de- impact yeah, too. I agree. I think he made agreed. a big. He was a big help. Well, Reggie Ragland also he uh, in his twenty snaps graded out really well in this game too. Mm. So, uh, so we 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 picked the wrong one first in that draft. So the next one we get him off the rebound, and he's the guy now. Because <laughs> we pissed, we passed on him for Jared Davis. Raglan. Yeah, he went in the next round, like if, like ten picks later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but and uh, it it's nice to have Deshaun Hand out there healthy each week here still too. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's gonna be key. He made some nice stuffs in that game at the point of attack. Yeah, for sure. So uh, if the defense can continue to get healthy, health is such a big factor in this NFL season, <laughs> especially this year. It just seems like injuries are crazy, uh, yeah. but it, it always is. But it just maybe it seems uh, blown out a little more with the, the the COVID stuff and the lack of preseason going on. Um, but turning uh, and speaking of injuries, we got Kenny Galladay back and Big V back this Huge. week. Kenny Galladay, I would argue, is the bigger addition. Yeah, to this offense by a lot. wide margin. Yeah, Big V. And wait, do we, let's go to that first. Just in the fact that Big V, $50 million, we expect him to play right tackle. His first game as a Lion is at right guard. Um, apparently, the reasoning for that is because he's still not 100%. And by having yeah. him play at guard, oh. there's more protection to like, put him less on an island, basically, and kind of makes up for the foot injury a it little makes bit. Sense. That's what I read. Interesting. It yeah. makes sense. And Terrell Crosby has been serviceable over at right tackle. Um, right. He hasn't been the world beater, but also not awful by any means. Not Kenny Wiggins bad. I was thinking, I mean, before I knew what you just said, that you'd rather have him replace Abushi than Crosby. Cause, I mean, well, that too. I mean, that <laughs> Abushi's awful. <laughs> I'd rather have Abushi yeah. off the field with Crosby and Vatai than, you know, Vatai and Abushi. So. I know you. I know you said uh, it didn't look like a hole. The bobber. You said T.J. Lang didn't make it look like a hole. But on that play, if you look at the replay, it, maybe it deserved to be a hold for how bad he got beat on it. He got <laughs> beat terribly. He, yeah. It was very bad. If if anything, it was a penalty for just off just terrible sucking. offensive line play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was just TJ Lang. I, I didn't analyze it myself. I was just he said that on the radio. So I'd like to see. I, I got to go back and watch because I'm I'm curious how he did. How do you grade out in the run game, Big Z? Because that's that's the big thing they he graded out for sixty point five. So that's like about a, a little above mediocre thirty five point four in pass block, which is about the worst in the NFL Eesh. this week. For coming in banged up, you know, I, I won't knock him too hard yet, but. He better pick up his game. Yeah, I mean the Lions run game this week. Uh, before we get, you know, to Kenny Galladay, not 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 too bad. Adrian Peterson, twenty-two carries for seventy-five yards. Uh, largely, those are on his first few carries. I'd say that yeah. kind of yeah. He got twenty-nine. Um, I think the first out. one, right? Yeah, it stalled out a little mm. bit there. Um, Karen Johnson had three carries for sixteen yards. Agnew had one on a reverse. Uh, DeAndre Swift only got eight snaps, yeah. I believe, in this game in total. 
Yeah. So that was interesting to see. I, I would expect at least one rush attempt out of him. Enough. A little sp- like a speed. He, I mean, he's got more speed. He can burst through a hole a lot faster. It concerns Maybe me a little bit that they're not playing him a little more. But I wonder if there's something else behind the scenes. I mean, I mean look at that one swing pass that Stafford threw to him. Hits him in the back. He wasn't even mm-hmm. looking. So maybe yeah. he's not on the, doesn't know the playbook yet or something. That I, I don't one was know, just but. like a, a hot read that he missed at the with the blitz or whatever. But uh, I, well, yeah. Yeah. to me, that doesn't concern me as much. I, I understand because he's a, such mm-hmm. a high pick. But uh, they kind of mixed it up from last week because he was a big part of the passing game last week. And yeah. Suddenly he's yeah. not there. They're probably like, "What the hell's going on here?" You know. It's different- One another factor is uh, UJ. I was reading is that um they were using a lot more two tight end sets, which means only one until twenty one personnel, two tight ends, one running back, and th- that one running back they want either carry on or Adrian Peterson, a guy that's reliable in the pass blocking game, and DeAndre right. Swift is definitely not there yet. So yeah. I think that was a larger factor, and obviously the two tight end sets worked a lot this week uh, with the effectiveness. So uh, I get I get the logic of that, but I want to see this dynamic guy that we drafted out there running with the ball. Right. So, yeah. You will. Mean, Johnson's this, number one on pass blocking. Running but isn't this like, yeah. a, don't you think this is like the most, you know, like what or what we were expecting type thing out of like, you know, the kind of the Patriot way of coaching where one, like one week DeAndre Swiss playing 80% of the snaps and next week he's playing nine snaps, you know, like they, they're yeah. tailoring it to the team they're playing. That's kind of what we were talking about. The, uh, you know, one, uh, Changing it up week to week. Yeah, because yeah. Adrian Peterson didn't do very much last week. So, I mean, for other two games, he's been the main back. So, hey, I mean, if this is the what happened to your it, boy it, Cephas? He's his ghost out there. Well, yeah, he, he didn't barely do played much him. either. That's because so Kenny G. Because Kenny G, cause Kenny G like, came back. Out. He played like ten snaps in the today or yesterday. Well, Kenny G's back. That's why. And you got Kenny G and Marvin <laughs> Jones and then Amendola in the slot. It, unless it's four or five. I mean, five four wide. He's just not going to be out there. He's if a there's rookie. any doubt that Kenny G is a star, this hey. game proved it, man. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. How, much, hey, how important as he far was as Cephas, you don't just give him the Hall of Fame trophy. You got to at least put on the shows <laughs> that he's earned it. You know, everyone oh, okay. knows where he's going, but you got to make the journey seem real. <laughs> All right. You're, yeah, first, you're right, UJ. Yeah, Cephas only ten snaps, uh, and Marvin Hall only six. Agnew had fourteen, which is twenty percent of the snaps. But how about Kenny Galladay? Uh going not playing and then uh jumping in there taking forty nine snaps in this game, seventy three percent. Right up. Fantastic. Yeah. I like it. And what a big impact. I mean, just as uh a, as, like on that touchdown right there. No one no one else in the building's grabbing that except for Kenny no Galladay. Way. Matt no Stafford way. knows it. Um, did you see, did you so see that effective. throw how perfectly? I mean, you look at Great. the uh, defender, thought he's going to cut the route and cut in front of Galladay, and Stafford threw it behind. So only, you know, he could catch. It was really a great throw, too, on top of it. But uh, it, it, yeah. it was just a good play all around. Are you talking about but, the touchdown one? The, yeah. The touchdown, yeah. 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 And, and Galladay the defender was, saying, was cutting in front. Did you see yeah. that? thinking, I'm going to have a pick here. And, and Stafford throws a little behind him. Galladay yeah. leaps and gets it. Galladay it said that he catch. appreciated that Stafford uh, exploited his range, and he likes to show yeah. off his range. <laughs> <laughs> so right. that, that was good. Man, and it, the question begs, uh, you know, this, this is just uh, – it, it, it kind of worked in Galladay's favor. I think I mentioned last week that the, the offense looked – you know, okay, but with him out there, it's a whole. It elevates to a different level, and it yeah, just absolutely. works in his favor for a contract extension. Yeah, which they need to give him ASAP. Like, it still hasn't all clicked, though. You know, with this offense. No, no, no. no. they should have more yes. touchdowns. We had opportunities out there. I think this yes. should be like, like the Saints, who just like outgunning people when we need to. You know, we should be able to outscore at will. 
Although the Saints are not outgunning people this year. No, <laughs> no. they're still scoring points, though. I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. And, and that's where Stafford, like, well, I, he had a solid game. He also was shake, very shaky at times on the deep ball and just putting the ball where he wanted it, it seemed. Yeah, I mean, they're, he only they're... threw one pass over 30 yeah. yards, and it was a dime in this game. Yeah, yeah, but then what about the one over the middle to Amendola? Where he uh, he know, missed a couple barely, throws. Like, he did a few. Yeah. He, just were not two, pretty throws. Two he was the a lot yeah. plays too. He is a lot closer oh, to himself this week, though I think than the, the previous weeks. He looked yeah. way better. The wide open, the wide open ha- uh, hawk in the corner of the end zone. I mean, we watched Ty- Kyler Murray drop one that was actually contested earlier. Jesse in the game. James, you mean? Or was oh. it James? Uh, whatever. Yeah, but you know, James, he over. He didn't even give his receiver a chance. Like, <clears throat> like they yeah. how often they got to practice the corner route, like every practice you would think so that should be muscle memory by now he's he's still having a little rocky stuff going on but i i, I as long as he these wins will help <laughs> i think he'll get he's good when it counted confident he was good when it counted yes he's he great when he counted he, two, two he clutch touchdown drives at the end of the he first was. half and end of yep. the end of the game well the end of the game uh just again field goal range but hey can we say the matthew matthew stafford throw the game while we're at it talking about it yeah Let's do it yeah, what's your match? What's your match to ever throw of the game? I believe did? it was. I believe it was the final drive that uh, throw to Marvin Jones Jr. who yep. broke the tackle and turned up the field and got chunk, big chunk of yardage. Uh, I thought that throw was spectacular. Uh, the guy was actually on Marvin Jones. He led him perfectly. Jones, perfect hands catch and made the play. But the you know it the throw and the location of throw allowed him to beat that tackler. I think. Absolutely. And get the extra yardage up the field. That that was my Matthew Stafford throw of the day. Nice. Yeah, I mean, my, my I already mentioned it. Uh, the Marvin Hall one, even if it didn't count. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. I think that so. is so damn good. That was so, good. It was so damn good. It was awesome, especially in a day where he was struggling when he aired it out a little bit to drop a dime like that when it really mattered right at the end of the game, even if it didn't count. Yeah, no, that's mine he's as clutch. Well. I'm amazed they managed to get like all the time off the clock with four minutes left in that drive. I know that I was, was like, amazing. Yeah. The Cardinals for yeah. sure are going to have two minutes. Was what I was. Where thinking. was that week one? And we only really got and we. Only got really helped by one uh, pass interference call. Most all the rest was solid plays. Uh, yeah, that uh, there was a couple times too. I really liked the. Um, maybe this is Stafford. Uh, you know, watching film and understanding the audible, or this is Darren Bevel. I'm not sure which one, but a couple times a uh, swing pass to Adrian Peterson, another time to Swift, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where they blitzed off the outside edge. They knew why no, yeah, no open absolutely. flat, no running back there. It worked twice for two first downs in this yeah, game, which were yeah. clutch times in the game. That so. was a nice design. Real yeah. Nice. Yeah, Rod Dog, to what you said, I'm hoping going forward they do more of, uh, you know, when they mix up their offense. And they had obviously had a good game plan this week because they won. But I would like to see more 50-50 balls to Marvin Jones and to Galladay down the sidelines deep. You know, just yeah, absolutely. mix them early in the game, in the middle butter. of the game. You know, establish, yeah. put the fear into them, and then do the running game as well. I agree, so, Bob. Yeah. That was our bread and butter last year. Just throw it up to those two studs, and, and it, with Stafford putting the ball where it needs to be. Oh, gosh, I, it's I'm so hard to stop. I'm still a believer that in this team, our pass sets up our run better than the other way around, and I think we need to do it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got you know. Stafford as our quarterback. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be true. But Bevel then, doesn't seem the married play action to the run, is just, Oh, my God. His he should just run play action all the time. I think. <laughs> yeah. he, he just looks he so comfortable so in play action. He does. It, I don't know. He seems to get that extra split second, too. Because sometimes when he's just back there by himself with uh, no one in the backfield, it's it just our, our pass blocking is not quite 
there yet. You and know he's, what, though? He's having to rush his throws. UJ, I, I agree. Our pass blocking struggled at times, but I think overall in that game, the O-line did a pretty solid job of keeping Stafford clean. Other than that insane breakdown when uh, they just cleared out of the middle of the line and the guys ran right at Stafford, that was, like, egregious. But I, I felt like most of the time he was at least in a – how many sacks were there, Big Z? Um, For on us? Stafford. Oh, on uh, Stafford? It wasn't that many. I felt like he was pretty – he had a pretty good amount of time three most of the time. Yeah, he got sacked four times in this game. Okay, well that's not which good. is uh, but what we're averaging were per game. Breakdowns. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. just saying. You, I think the gelling is gonna has still working on that O line. I well, think you're right, though, Red Dog. I think he did have a lot of time most of the time. I mean, that one yeah, blitz, but, he got caught right at the middle. There's like nothing he could do. On that. But exactly. in general, I thought he had a little time to pass. I thought the the O line started to come together. I agree. Yeah, two of those sacks were given up by um, Big V. I think uh, Jonah Jackson gave up one as well. Uh, Mm. I, I forgot who the fourth one was. I know Big V had two for certain. Well, the uh, one was the <laughs> clear, it was, the one was probably the the meant the protection breakdown. I'd put that one on Rag now. I think he just called the formation wrong, and he because he was bailing to a block a three technique oh, over the right, right a, uh, or over the right B gap, like leaving the linebacker and A gap guy to just run for free. I I, I think it was just a breakdown and call. He's the he's the the leader of the offensive line he's the one calling the protections i think he just called the wrong protection and did not block it right and a uh, credit to uh jonah jackson a rookie only playing his third game to switch from right guard to left guard and played a yeah. uh, nfl level I, I think we got a gem there with that draft pick that was a good draft pick Agreed. yeah good yeah yeah i mean you barely ever think about him out there kind of he's just a kind of like a consistent guard out there which he, is he kind makes of me go glasgow solid. who Say that yeah. again? I said he makes me go Glasgow who? Oh, okay. I'm just saying, like, yeah. we haven't missed much of a beat with him is all, you know? Uh, well, the, big, the Big V performance begs the differ today. Well, but, we, uh, when we get Dahl back, hopefully we'll move Big V back out to tackle once he's got healthier, and that'll we'll finally see the line we were meant to see this year. And the only thing is we'll have to gel again, but. I mean, if Big V's foot is hurting that much where he plays like he did today, I would say put a Bushi out there, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> it was yeah. bad. It was not good. Bushi's not well, a they one more game though. and then the bye week, so he has time to heal up a little bit. Hopefully he'll be back to 100% by after the bye. Yeah. And, you know, actually an early bye week might be really nice in a year like this when we had to rush right through training camp and no one's really got their bodies right. Like, other teams might be too decimated if they wait for a late bye week. <laughs> I mean... Like right now, we need that bye week. We have a few players we could we would like to get back. So, like, true font. So this is something else I want to bring up. So the the top eight teams right now in the NFC are two and or three and zero oh, or two and one. Somehow the the, the goddamn Bears are three and zero. Oh. They just keep pulling <laughs> horseshoe after horseshoe out of their ass. And yet Trubisky still <laughs> lost his job. Yeah, right. I know. Zach, um, Big Z, did you cry a little bit when when he did? Like just angry. <laughs> I know you love him so much. <laughs> what are you gonna do with him not even out there to mock anymore? I know, I know. Oh man. Uh, but it, so Green Bay, and Chicago, three zero. Lions, one and two. Minnesota, zero oh and three. They blew a big lead. We're um, not in last place. We're not in last place. Uh, but we are two games behind in the division. However, we are one game out. And since there is seven teams now that make the playoffs, we are one game out of the playoffs. And with thirteen games to go, a lot can happen. Yeah. Especially when you face these NFC teams like the Saints we have coming up next week. That makes it extra important because the tiebreakers are conference record and stuff like that. Uh, but the Lions do have the Saints coming up. Then they have the bye week. But look at this. I love this schedule. We're at, at Jacksonville. 
at the Falcons, against the Colts, at Vikings, against the Redskins, against the Panthers, and the Texans. Like, that... That's a favorable schedule, I think, in my opinion. I agree. There's a lot yeah. of wins out there to be had. There, yeah. This is a this. If you're right enough, the Lions. We said it in our last our preview episode last week. You know, uh, long. There's 14 more games to go. Now there's 13 more games to go. We got a win under our belt. There's a lot of time to go. It's a long you know, season. Last week I was so down. I mean, <laughs> I, was I, down. I was so down. Oh, I was ready to chuck it all. I just, I, you know, <laughs> watched these guys for 60 years and. Like, good God. It really, for some reason, last week it just got to me so bad. But now I feel yeah. much better. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm ready to go on with agree, this season. Yeah. All right. You know, like, this whole first, the first two games of the season, I felt like we were drowning underwater, like holding our breath, trying to get to the, you know, save, swim for our lives. And then we finally, like, now at least I feel like we breached the surface and we can breathe again. You know, we're still in the middle of the ocean with, like, 14 games left and no surefire bet that we're going to continue this path. But at least now we know this team has the ability to pull together and actually pull out a W. So it was great to see. And uh, Matt Patricia is still the second most uh, favored right now. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He moved up the third favorite now to be f- the first coach to be fired in Vegas. So up instead of down? <laughs> yeah. Well, in terms of uh, first is Adam Gase of the New York Jets, which is yeah, oh, yeah. one of the <laughs> – yeah, he should definitely go. Are the Jets are the Jets worse than the Owen sixteen Lions? Uh, they they are might like, be. They might be. It's 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 really <laughs> bad. It's really the, he is such a bad coach. I I don't know how he ever got even hired a second time. To be honest, yeah. Uh, and then it's Dan Quinn of the Falcons who uh, he's on the hot seat. For he sure. pulled off Week One of the Lions twice this year in terms of blowing a humongous lead two weeks in a row. All arguably his was worse. Uh, and the. The Bears, of course, are part of two of those big leads this year that were like ninety nine point nine percent chance of winning, and they pull it out. But uh, yeah, I know. I was insane. listening to the radio today in Detroit, and um, some of these fans are like totally broken. They're like, "What? Why did we win this game? I want to go zero and sixteen and get a good draft pick." I'm like, "Jesus, you're three games into the season, and you're already <laughs> these guys are all fired up." Like, no, we have oh, to have Patricia goodness. longer. Like. Okay. If we're winning, Those who cares? Those fans are ridiculous. <laughs> winning is what it's all about. Come I on. Know. And you'd not be happy after a win like that. Like, you, you know yeah. the most annoying thing yeah, about ridiculous. going oh, let's just, like going on 16 now? We've already got our starting quarterback. We would just go on 16 to get another quarterback and still have to worry about and building start a over. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, we still are, we, Stafford's still the guy in my book. Unless if Patricia blows it, I just don't think he's going to. Now I'm wow. We'll go with the Kool Aid and a little victory does to you. Like last week, it was like, oh, he's got to go. Like, he's terrible. I don't see it happening. But you know what? He showed a little flexibility this week. He changed things up, and that's what we need. We need the ability to learn and grow and admit you're wrong and change. Absolutely. Um. So a lot of uh, the Kool Aid's flowing good this week so far. Uh, yeah. but it'll continue to flow all the way till next Sunday uh, when the Lions sing and the Saints. We'll have a preview of that game coming up later this week, so stay tuned for that. But, uh, gentlemen, I think it's going to wrap it up for us here. Sub- please subscribe to this podcast if you have not hey, already. Z, I know. I'm Whoa. always pausing that. Wow. You always I just are. Yeah, it. it's Sorry. all right. You always Sorry got something good in. to say. No, I just had to talk about Jack Fox, how awesome that guy is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the best butter in the NFL right now. Right, well, like, the literally. special teams all around are kicking. It was great. Hopefully Jack Fox doesn't punch at all in the future. But while he is punting, he's <laughs> nailing him. And, uh, yeah. and, and uh, Prater is money. So. So Good special call, teams, Bob. kudos to four them. Four for four for Prater this week, I think. 
Yeah. So thank anyways, you very much for sorry. thank you very thank call, you very Bob. much, Bob. Yeah, very good call. I appreciate that, Bob. Thanks for bringing that up. Good, good job. That would have been criminal to forget him. Jack Fox, at least on PFF, is far uh, and above the best punter in the NFL right now. He's our we best were, player right now. I think we owe an apology because we all wanted that Australian guy, right? <laughs> yeah, we, just, well, we didn't know. We didn't know we didn't anything. Know. We didn't know. So sorry, Jack Fox from the Kool Aid Crew. That's our his, bad. His jerseys are like you flying off the shelves right now. I'd buy one. <laughs> Give me three glasses of Kool-Aid tonight. I'm buying one online. And he makes you go, Sam Martin, who? Like, how do yeah. we go from such a like a good kicker like Sam Martin and get lucky enough to get another one? Like, yeah, it's awesome. even better. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe better. I, I would definitely say better. He hasn't had the clutch. You know, he, we, we don't know how he performs in clutch time. That was always Sam Martin's struggle, right? We need you to get, like, a great punt now. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to shank the one I shank out of, like, every 50 right now when we need it most. And it was yep. it was interesting. The Lions were choosing not to kick touchbacks, but, like, little pooch kicks to the 20-yard line. I wasn't yeah. entirely sure what their game plan was with that. Uh, unless they were trying to kick it maybe to the 10-yard line or something. Oh. But it I didn't go to the 10-yard line. Well, they didn't really get well, that one, It worked. They didn't return it. The, but, one, uh, the one McCray uh, covered where he couldn't get out of the end zone. That was oh, that was almost down to the one. Oh, the one where like it was questionable if he established he, his. Yeah, that yeah. was a, yeah. such a great kick. If he would have just great got kick. out of the end zone, oh my god! But he had another one, another great kick later on, and then uh, Craig did cover it. And then we uh, got great field position after that. So mm-hmm. the the punt set that whole yeah. thing up. And so. that's really big. You want to make those guys, those offenses, have to go the whole length of the field. And the more opportunistic we get, the better. Oh, this defense. I think opportunistic. We don't need to be airtight. We just need to make plays when the opportunities arise, and we saw a little bit of that yesterday, and that was awesome. Okay, Z, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not really, really messed that really that up. I had it on, I had it on my list, and I just completely skipped over it. So, <laughs> okay, Bob, you, you you the real MVP here. All right, all right, Bob, Bob, Bob. All right, so now it's going to wrap up our episode. <laughs> uh, we want to thank everybody for listening, of course. Um, Instagram, Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Please subscribe. Please leave a review on here. Um, when the Lions win, we also get more listeners. This is how it goes. People are in better mood. They want to listen to something positive. So, uh, you know, we'll just keep growing to the audience as the Lions keep winning. Uh, yeah. Which All right. It's going to yeah. keep on going now. We got off the Shania, the 11-game Shania. So, uh we need, it feels good. Yep. So we're celebrating a week three victory, and we'll be moving into week four. And stay tuned. That will either come out Thursday or Friday, the preview episode for that. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. UJ, Cotter, Rudd Dog, Bob, Big Z. And last but not least, as always, go! go! Field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. Go.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.